Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney. Oh, yeah, it's time to check in with our guy Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. He's presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results, that's Mark Ferguson. We also have our, our playoff beer event tonight. I'm just curious if Pete Sweeney is going to be uh, gracing us with his presence tonight. Yeah, I'm going to just check the, the weather conditions when it might be time to, to head over there and just make sure I can get there there safely. But, you know, if there's Smart. a will, they say there's there's a way. And I, so uh, we'll see if there's a will or a way uh, later on. A week ago, we were talking about your hot streak uh, when it comes to sports betting. You were going to Capitol Grill and all that. I'm just questioning, <laughs> are, are you still like, is there a big dinner plan this weekend? Or maybe you have your own driver now that's taking you to our event. <laughs> I wish that were the case. Uh, I haven't really cooled down, but it's just right. it's, we're, we're, a little bit, we're a little bit away from the flame. It's more of like a, a lukewarm ma- maintain right now, but you never know when that, that next big hit could be around the corner. Now, before we get to the game part of this, Pete, which is important, you know, is Tyreek Hill returning your text messages since he's complaining that both Mahomes and Travis aren't returning his? Yeah, me and, me and Tyreek both love pickleball, so we'll chat about that every once in a while, uh, send a message back and forth, but nothing about football. We, you know, we, He knows that I cover the Chiefs. He's in Miami at this point. We try to not talk about that during our conversations, but he's doing good. He's doing good. What factor do you think Tyreek will make in this game versus the first time around? It's not like he didn't get any catches the first time against the Chiefs, but you know he was held in check for the most part, Pete, like most number one wide receivers have been. What kind of game are you expecting out of Tyreek? Yeah, I wonder if 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 the, they change up their game plan a little bit to to get the ball in his hands a little bit more quickly. Uh, maybe some of that stuff that we've seen the Chiefs do with McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony with with stuff out of the backfield, just making sure that he gets a proper amount of touches and has enough space to work. And Kansas City will have the challenge of making sure that he doesn't have those things and trying to have a repeat performance of what they did last time. Uh, Tyreek was able to get some yardage uh, against the Chiefs in, in the first game, but the amount, the production that he had was under 70 yards. I mean, you take that any any time, and so uh, you're looking for a repeat performance against uh, what I, I consider, I know that there's always an argument here, but what I consider to be uh, the most impressive wide receiver in the NFL. So uh, another challenge for Kansas City, but they did good, good the first time. I think what changes the game, I'm sure we're going to get to it, is just the fact that, Devon Achan will be available, you know, and that helps 
both players uh, have to be productive because you got to worry about both of them. Yeah, let, let's talk about his impact because, as you said, he, he wasn't available in the Germany game. We know that Raheem Mostert's had a you know a career type of season, at least getting into the end zone. He's not officially cleared to play yet, but everybody believes Raheem Mostert's going to play. How do you think that really? I'll call it a three-headed rushing attack, including Jeff Wilson there at times for the Dolphins. How do the Chiefs match up with that? Because if there was one weakness with a great defense, it's been against the run. Yeah, uh, it's tough because I, I think Waddle will play too. I know he's questionable um, ahead of this game. So you're you're almost looking at a, a four-headed monster if all these guys are going. In Hill, Achan, uh, you have um, Mostert, and then, uh, as we said, Waddle. I, I just think it's it's tough because you only have, like, one luxurious need. You only have one Trent McDuffie, and so it's going to take everybody. Um, really uh, rallying to the ball as fast as possible. I think the big thing is when these guys get the ball in their hands, it's just making sure that you have a defender within the vicinity. And we know it all too well in Kansas City with Tyreek. If you gave him any kind of room in front of him, and he was gone. And uh, we've seen that in Miami. It's why he was able to have such a successful uh, season. But I, I think it's tough because if they have those four players uh, all together, I mean, there are packages where all four can be on the field at the same time. And it's like, are you devoting two guys to Tyreek and allowing these other speedsters um, to, to run all over you? I compared, I compared it, uh, of course, to, to pro wrestling. This is kind of what the chiefs used to be. Like it's almost right now we're having like the NWO versus the NWO Wolfpack where like these guys have gone away Ty- led by Tyreek and, uh, they kind of have a new Legion of Zoom thing going on, um, but you got to find a way to curb it. And I, I think Kansas City is going to have to try to do that. When you look at what the Chiefs can do offensively, we were talking earlier in the show about Travis Kelsey and what to expect out of him. I think people sometimes outside of Kansas City don't realize he's one of the single greatest playoff performers of all time. And the man got the week off in week 18. Gold and I both think he could be in for a big game again, maybe because I'm just used to it out of Travis Kelsey. How, how big do you think he'll be in this game? Well, I think one of the problems with, you know, the beginning or maybe more so like the middle of the season onward is I think the Chiefs for a while were seeking like who that next weapon could be. I think as the year uh, had gone on, they started to identify, well, you know, maybe we have to be more of a running team with Isaiah Pacheco. Rasheed Rice came into his own and proved that he could be a, a number one receiver for this team. And I think now that the Chiefs have accepted that identity where like Isaiah Pacheco needs to be touching the ball 15 to 25 times, uh, I think that might start to open things up in the past game. I mean, we saw a couple weeks ago Rasheed Rice uh, get a long pass down the sideline, uh, didn't make it into the end zone, but I just thought that was a uh, positive sign because we just haven't seen that version of Patrick Mahomes really since Tyreek Hill left the team, uh, being able to throw for 100 yards with, with deep passes. And I think the same thing can happen for Travis Kelsey and open things up. Like you start to drive fear into the heart of your opponent, they're going to make an adjustment to make sure uh, Pacheco's not gashing you, and then maybe finally it could things o- thing open things up for uh, a Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey, it seemed like to me, uh, did battle the decision of should he play even for the snaps that it would take to get 16 yards uh, against resting. He was dealing with a neck injury all week leading into week 18, and I think he probably needed the week off. He probably needed not to play a game to just make sure that he was 100% and ready to go. Um, I think more so than even like the old age, I think that hyperextending your knee the night before or the two nights before the season begins um, is probably the worst case scenario. I know that he came back and was able to manage through it, but I wonder just 
how much that's been hindering him uh, as you go here uh, throughout the season. And so week off was probably smart, said goodbye to that single season record. But I, I think you guys are right. I think uh, he could be somebody that uh, plays a, a, a huge role in the postseason. And, you know, he didn't get to 1,000 yards, but should he be able to manage 100 yards a game in, in the playoffs, nobody's going to remember that. We're talking to our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Yesterday, he and Andy Reid were both asked about their future. You were in the room uh, when that was going on. What did you make of each answer? Because we, starting with Andy Reid, I know he at first said, oh, I don't really you know, think about that. But then he was very quick to also say, you guys are only asking because I'm old. And basically said, and I'm not that old. Yeah, my, well, first with Andy Reid, I mean, uh, I, he jokes about this. He's, he's a bigger man. And I think that kind of confuses people, uh, especially at the national level of like, well, you know, um, he looks a certain way. He's going to retire because he's in his 60s. He's six years younger than Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And, and the same people that are commenting on Andy Reid retiring are wondering where Bill Belichick is going to go next. So I've always kind of felt like uh, it didn't make sense that he gets questioned each and every year. I think he wants to continue uh, being a, a coach in this league. I, I think if Andy Reid, uh, who has really coached a lot of good quarterbacks, talk about Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick and Alex Smith, I think – if he fired up Madden, so picture that in your brain, and was making a creative player for his quarterback, he would make Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's been waiting two decades to coach a player like this, and you see what it's led to. The, the two Super Bowls, uh, the three Super Bowl trips, all these you know, conference titles and conference games. And so I just I think that he'll go as long as his uh, body uh, allows him to, uh, and that's a little longer, obviously, like with a, a coach than – um, a player. I also circle 2025. Uh, Andy, Man- Andy Reid's a man of principle. He signed a contract with the Chiefs that runs through the 2025 season. If you want to have that conversation after that season, which is, uh, what, two off seasons from now, I think that's reasonable. But until then, um, yeah, I think he's going to uh, try to go as long as he can. And I, I, think he sees, um, I think he sees what Bill Belichick has done uh, and Reed would never say this type of thing at the podium. So this is just my belief. But I, I think he sees those six titles, and I feel like he probably thinks, well, um, I'm going to have Mahomes probably half the time that Belichick had Brady. What if I get to four? Would I be in consideration for the greatest head coach of all time? I mean, we, we debate Michael Jordan and LeBron James, for God's sakes. So I think if you can get in that range, you know, you start to have those conversations. I also think with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey actually, with his quote, uh, his quote mattered more to me than Andy Reid's because I was a little unsure about that. I mean, we talked about that on, on this show, um, but him kind of saying that and, and saying that he still loves the game uh, makes me think that he is willing to go uh, a few more seasons and as long as his body holds him. And maybe, you know, I remember I'm, – I'm, I'm dating myself now. I'm pretty old here. But I remember when Kelsey was the, the backup to Anthony Fasano. Um, <laughs> and then eventually they, they kind of switched, right? Like, and Kelsey became – like, I wonder – um, as he chases Tony G, I know that some people you know, don't believe that he has enough years left, but uh, I think he's within range, especially if the Chiefs load up on offense and things open up for him next year. Um, I think he could you know, have another 1,000-yard season, maybe another two, uh, and then you get closer to Tony G and just how, how far are you willing to go to, to chase that career record. Um, I, I don't think he would say it, but I think that's what he's eyeing when he says, um, I'm not, I'm not going to be done in the near future. Pete, last thing for me, since everyone's made a lot of deal about the weather, obviously, and I don't know, crazy Miami fans wishing that they would move the game. Although the one in Buffalo might be the one just as, uh, I don't know, in need of that than here in Kansas city. If the chiefs win against Miami on Saturday, will you commit to taking one photo without your shirt on at the stadium? 
uh, if the Chiefs win on Saturday? Yeah. You know what? Here's what I'll do. If they uh, if they manage to, to tie a playoff game, you know, if it gets so cold that they call the teams off the field, I'll, <laughs> I'll go out and do it for you. What if they win by, like, 40? Will you set a number in which the Chiefs win by in which you'll do this for us. No, you know what? Because uh, the internet's forever. I know that, uh, and you know, I don't. I don't necessarily need my grandkids one day to be looking back at that photo. Um, but, but you know, here's what I'll do: if uh, if the Chiefs win by 14, the next time you have a T-shirt sale, uh, I'll come out and, and help you with it. There you go. How about that? Oh, okay. I was curious though. What's the number though that you would not be nervous at all with that bet? Cody said 40, and you were going to. That's a big number. What, what's the 40-point <laughs> win? Are you will? Are you still nervous to take 40, or, or, or does the number have to be higher? No, I, you know, I just, I just can't do it. I'm not going to commit. I just know that. Uh, I know that's a, that. Because man, be a it would be fun 20. for all of us, Pete, if it was the fourth quarter and it's somehow the Chiefs had their <laughs> second best offensive performance. And yeah, and it's it's I, 34 I to just, six, no. and we're like, oh, there's mate. We'll we'll see. Can they can they get a couple more touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, and these muscles are bulging. Are bulging. I don't want to embarrass anybody either. So uh, that's part of it. But yeah, uh-huh. but if they have a two touchdown win, uh, you'll help me the next the T-shirt. Cold. Oh, with Cody, yeah, and we I will set up the lemonade stand with him outside uh, outside the station. Okay, all right, man. Appreciate the insight. Stay warm out there, and yes, keep your clothes on, please. All right, boys. There you go, Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider for Not even for a forty point Arrow, win. Arrowhead He's not willing to risk it. Uh, Pete's conversations with us are presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. We spent a lot of time talking about Travis Kelsey for the obvious reasons. You and I both think he's in for a big game, but they have to, if they're making a deep playoff run, they have to have, I think one more, just like sneaky, Mm. good or sneaky, big postseason from a player and on offense. And I was trying to go through the list. I was like, all right, Who's it going to be? Is it MVS? Is it McColl? Is it Clyde? Is Tony seems questionable already going into the postseason. Normally we might've answered Jarek McKinnon for this, yeah. but obviously he's not likely to come back at any stage. Weirdly enough. And this is going to sound crazy. Maybe it's just MVS because you're not wrong in your assessment of MVS a couple times this year, which was, he is occasionally open downfield. <laughs> he has been. So all open. it really takes is him to catch that ball once, right? Just like to make one of those catches that he's failed to do at every stage this entire postseason. Uh-huh. Maybe MVS is the guy to have a sneaky big postseason <sighs> for this team. Or are you just going to pick McColl, who seems like no, maybe I, the obvious I, I, answer? So I think McColl is, is the obvious one. Yeah, I mean, McColl is the obvious one uh, based on the trust with Mahomes and the fact they gave him 100% of the snaps against the Chargers. I think they were trying to get him ready. Uh, coming back from the injury for some some sort of role in the postseason. I hear you on the MVS thing, because, yeah, I have said, like, as bad of a season, he's been awful, awful. But in order to drop the deep passes and for us to say, how the hell did he not catch it, it does mean he was open. And so I mean, he was worthy I, of throwing to him. He was open I, enough. So I, I do think there's a chance. I don't know if it's Saturday. To me, I'm thinking more like in the Bills game next week, if that's, in fact, the matchup we get, if the Chiefs take care of business and the Bills do, that – in that game where you truly, I think, will need some deep, big-time explosive plays to beat a team like Buffalo, is there a chance that he slips behind the defense once and can he, for the first time all year, come up with one catch? Because if it's a game-winning catch, like, we'll still be like, you know, cut him in three weeks. But, like, you'll be like, okay, hello. Congrats I, on your th- moment, Appreciate MBS. your contributions. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, care. Like, towards the end of the Sammy Watkins era in Kansas City, People were done and moved on with Sammy Watkins, but then he had a couple of nice postseason games. 
helped him win yeah, a title. My, and everyone's like, cool, Sammy. It was nice my, seeing you, but, you know. My official answer for you, though, is I'm going to go back to preseason. Okay, is this going to be – is, uh, is your stock yes. still purchased? This is, is that I, what this is I, about? There was a point in time preseason where I bought – Absolute penny stock I bought now. all the stock. Yeah, you did. In one – Richie James okay, has not turned out well. Dude got hurt, couldn't get on the field. In the limited action the last three weeks or so, I think we've seen that. Huh? I wonder what that guy could have done earlier in the season. I'll go and I already have the stock. I already own it. And the value is in the, is in the toilet. It's gone up a little bit. Like it's gone up like two cents in the last three weeks. Yeah. It went from being like blockbuster stock to like. Why sell? Na- I can't. Red box. I can't sell it. I can't <laughs> no. sell it. I'm not going to go buy more of it. But, yeah, my official answer is Richie James during the playoff run, if there is a run. I'll give you this. You get Richie James in the punt return game, too. So This is true, and he's capable of maybe, you know, breaking out for a a 35, 40-yard return that sets up a short field late in the game, something like that. But, yeah, I'll I'll go Richie James. You might remember earlier in the season, I hit like a month straight on MVS overs and was doing pretty good for myself, and then I stopped betting it. I had won my money. I stopped betting MVS overs, and then he went bad. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. I don't know what the total is for MVS this week, but I'm taking the over. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might take the alt line, depending on what it is. I don't know if you have. I should have looked it up before I uh, so bullishly <laughs> took this stance, but, you know. What? I, yeah. <laughs> but that's the point. Yeah. If it's Because it's going to be like 33, and then I'm going to really hate myself. It's going to be like 12 and a half. So, what's, yeah, what's your guess on it? Uh, 13 and a half. That probably is about right. I'm waiting. I mean, should it be out right now? I'm waiting for the next page to load. I'm literally on it right now. It just needs to load. My is our internet working a little slow? I got you. I got you. Receiving props. Uh, He's not available. What? He's off the board right now. Off the board. I can tell you. uh, On that site or on? On DraftKings. On DraftKings. Okay. Rasheed Rice is 63 and a half. Noah Gray's 10 and a half. McCall Hardman's 14 and a half. Uh, receiving, there are no MVS receiving props yet. If we see that, no Richie James. Uh. Wow, we can't bet on either of our sneaky picks to do something yeah. in the postseason. I see a lot of texts from McColl, I'm, and it, I'm not it, surprised by that. He's if, coming off a big game in the final. If they offered MVS receiving prop at some point, yeah, I think we're looking at a ten and a half to twelve and a half yards over under. If we did the opposite and you said the person you were least likely to feel good about, uh, my answer is Tony. Just like a zero percent chance he has a good postseason. Like the text line said. It said, oh, Tony's going to have a big postseason. Just seem like he's not even like healthy for this game. <laughs> he's questionable I, um, to play for this game. I think the answer for who could have a good one and who could just be abysmal is the same person, Cody. The same answer you gave earlier. Oh, it's MVS. <laughs> yeah. Duh, right? Uh, right? I mean, like, isn't, it the answer, isn't it the answer for both? Kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, look, I, maybe. I told you they needed to put him out there last week to try to get the dude's confidence up. They chose not to. I'm looking at all these other sites, seeing if I can get a... Usually DraftKings from player props earlier in the week, usually are the one that has the most can't, available, can't so I'm get, surprised. I can get McCall Hardman over 14 and a half on one site. No, that's what it is at DraftKings, too. So, I mean, that's about that's about it. Yeah, usually can't, can't they would have been the ones. Yeah. So now I, gotta just, now I can't bet at MVS. Will you take my MVS bet? Settle. <laughs> Will you take my MVS well, bet? Well, it'd, it'd be 12 Will and a half yards bookie? minus 115. Minus over 115, 12 my, and a half. Over 12 and a half yards. You'll take my bet? 
I mean, you'll take my action. There's a max bet, but sure. <laughs> what? What's, what's the what's the max I'll bet? Twenty you, bucks? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not booking. All right, any. twenty bucks. I got MVS over twelve and a half minus one fifteen. Uh huh. So really, you'll pay me out like seventy bucks. <laughs> if, if you really want, if you're that desperate to bet an MVS prop, I will. I will be the book for you. When I was betting MVS props, it was going well. So I need you to be my book okay. for this. Now look, I'll make um, the exchange for you. That is. If it shows up on DraftKings tomorrow, I'll just bet it for real. Before we uh, before we get to trash today, significant news in college football. We know, of course, just a day or so ago, Nick Saban retired. Uh, a lot of people speculating who could be the next head coach. Rule out Mike Norvell. He and Florida State have agreed to a new eight-year contract just now that will pay him more than $10 million a year. That is according to Yahoo Sports. So Dan Lanning said, I'm not going. Uh, Sark over in Texas yep. has said, I'm not going, basically. And now Mike Norvell. I go back to Lane Kiffin. I'll stick with Lane Kiffin. That's the one that makes the most sense. Otherwise, they're really going to have to. Washington. The, Why not the, him? He canceled some Seattle right radio appearance I, today so that yeah. everybody was speculating. I, I'll still I'll just stick with the original guy who I think is a good fit. Yeah, DeBoer is probably the new updated favorite from a bet. Yes. Like if you were to bet on the candidate. And if you're him, can you replicate what you just did at Washington again? You know what I mean? Like that's the question. Like in, 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 in your ten, in yeah. the Big Ten. I know, like but I think there's a big question whether or not you can do that. Great time to ditch though. Doomsday and Penix, all those guys yeah. gone. I mean, that's a great that, time. No offense, but like that's a great time to leave no, your program I, and just go to Bama. I'm agreeing with you. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if you can replicate that again at Washington. That's what I'm saying. Like his situation might make more sense to jump than a guy like Dan Lanning or even Norvell. You know, real quick well? question, you guys, uh, Drew, you're a big college football fan, so I'm going to trust you on this. How many years or months ago did it become a job requirement for college football coaches to post the, like, uh, I love America video when it comes to staying at their college? It's always jets soaring above their heads, crowds cheering, bald eagles soaring. They're waving like a flag, and then they're like, I'm coming back. College football, when did that? When did that start up? I, I, I don't know when that particular thing started up, but I, I get the hype video, you know, especially with social media. Well, I'm going to – not only am I going to announce, like, Norvell, that I'm going to You're going to do it with some back. style. Dan Landing's going to post a minute-long video hyping up his team and then saying the, the grass isn't always green, but it's damn green in Eugene. And I have bought a T-shirt, by the way. They did make T-shirts. You bought it? Why did, bought, are you an Oregon? Why did you buy an, college football I, I you bought college, an Oregon T-shirt? I have Iowa State, Oklahoma State, um, it's got all kinds Kansas of random State, college here. Missouri, huh. Wisconsin, LSU, Oregon. I I got everything. Yeah, I've seen you wear I, I'm a college football nut. So you're a Wisconsin fan, and you're going to have a shirt of a team that's going to join the same conference as you? Yes, okay. I am a college. Right, the right, only team, right. the only two teams I will not get shirts for are Ohio State and Notre Dame. That's it. I also think if we just isolated Cody's rant about like I'm sick of these bald eagles and people <laughs> like what the people that's what like, you're, Cody, you're, you're Cody, like wow Cody's like how dare they show those patriotic <laughs> symbols? I'm just mostly like <laughs> if you see these videos, the it's the same thing. Fireworks go off, jets fly yeah. over. The coach is giving his team a speech. Then it's the American flag, then a bald eagle, then the coach has one more thing inspiring. At the end, he's like, I'm coming back. Yeah, if you isolate End that, of video. Problems. Yeah. <laughs> Someone that just turned on their radio and all they heard was Cody complaining about bald eagles and American flag. Like, what the heck is going on? I'm talking about it as it specifically relates uh-huh. to college football coaches <laughs> announcing their return. Not announcing their return. Announcing that they're keeping their job. I'm going to stay at my job. That's what the video's about. Trash of the day. All right, we'll make this one fairly quick, uh, and then we'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour. This is just something quick out of Houston. Uh, car dealership 
Okay. And you're going to have to clean up some damage because apparently a stray, a bunch of strays landed in the doghouse. Huh? That's the opening sentence. After being caught on video causing more than a quarter million dollars of damage at a Houston car dealership. One dog described as a bull terrier mix was captured in early December. And basically all these dogs scratched the paint of these cars, yeah. teared the bumpers off of vehicles. Oh, uh, no. According to dealership's finance manager, they caused estimated $350,000 in damage. Does these insurance dogs, cover wild pack of dogs destroys entire uh, inventory? The dogs crawled under their fence and they were chasing stray cats that were hiding in other vehicles. And so they were like, you know, clawing at the vehicle, trying to get the cats out. <laughs> Ruined all these vehicles. That's what rough. On earth. Uh, just that's a weird way to come into work the next day and be like, no, guys, we don't have the inventory to sell to the Nora <laughs> clientele. A wild pack of dogs chased a wild pack of cats into the lot and then damaged every vehicle we have. <laughs> and then what? You got to put that on every Carfax report? You'd be like, yeah, we did have to do some body work to car. Was it in an accident? No, and just some like, dogs. No, no, just a wild pack of dogs dented the rear fender and then scratched up all your paint. But so we got it taken care of, so don't you worry. That's the, the trash of the day. Up next, we got our AP All Pro news coming out in the last minute or so. I'll just tell you, three Chiefs. You guys can think for a second, but three Chiefs are first legerious team need. all pro. I'll tell you if it is luxurious need or not next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So it's that time of the year where we get the uh, All-Pro Awards being announced. We mentioned, like, look, it's one thing. The Pro Bowl is a joke. So the Pro Bowl, you don't put a lot of stock in that. I know players have some incentives tied to the Pro Bowl, but the All-Pro is more respected. This one's from the AP. This is the one that we've had for years. I know the NFLPA recently has added theirs, but this is the one that everybody kind of keeps an eye on. I asked you before the break if you guys were going to guess. Now you've looked at it during the break, so I'm not going to have you guess, but three Chiefs, first team all pro. Joe Tooney at left guard. I think Deserving. Chris Jones, defensive tackle. Cornerback. Trent McDuff. Wow. No second So Trent team. McDuffie was a first team all pro. Yes. But they did not. I mean, look, I'm not pretending like either is better. They are both great. Both LeJarrius Sneed and Trent McDuffie are great. But that means with no second teams, that means LeJarrius Sneed got snubbed again. He got snubbed. Harrison Butker, if you want to go down to kicking as well, probably had a strong case based on his year. To be an all-pro, that was Jake Elliott and uh, Aubrey, the young rookie kicker. Creed Humphrey, the, uh, no first or second team all-pro? No uh, no Creed Humphrey on all-pro. 
Creed is not good? What happened here? Well, I thought we'd all agreed that we were just going to keep voting this guy to all pros. Robbed. They were all robbed. I did see Sam McDowell, the star, put out that LeJarius Need received the fifth most votes. This is what sucks. Top two or first team. Next two or second team, which means Snead just missed out with yeah. the fourth place finisher, former Kansas City Chief, Charvarius Ward. <laughs> and so I, it sucks. It really sucks for Snead, especially because Trent McDuffie is good of a young corner and complete shutdown corners. He is gold. He's going to have plenty of chances to get on these first and second team all pros and Pro Bowl lists. Legereus Snead, a former fourth rounder who had to kind of fight his way up to the respectability that people like actually give him the credit that he is as the level of corner he plays at. Uh, Harder uphill climb in the man in the year in which he more than deserved it. Got no recognition for a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro. Yeah, no, no. Snead deserved it. He's been phenomenal. Can I tell you, though, a slight bit of positive news with this? Sure. Not that it's my money. But if you don't think contract negotiations, All-Pros are used. Oh, they are. So I'm just saying um, there's a chance that it maybe lowers those price tag prevents a little? the market from getting way too, oh. too crazy. I still can't believe. not a pro bowler or an all-pro. Kudos to the Chiefs, by the way. They let go of a second-team all-pro corner two years ago, and it has not affected their secondary at all. Point blank, because of how good Trent McDuffie has been. That's part of the reason when you look at his all-pro, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, you're talking about Ward, who's been great out of San Francisco, but speaks to the development uh, on the backside of the defense, and certainly as much as we can be critical with front office moves evaluating certain positions, yeah. they absolutely nailed their evaluation on Legereus Sneed. And, yeah, someone points out, you know, maybe the Sneed penalties hurt him in this voting. I don't, look, that's his style of play, though, right? He's going to be physical. They want him to be physical. They want to be a little handsy. They're not going to call it every single time, but that's what makes him so effective. He's, he's going to get up, and he's going to be physical with these top-tier wide receivers, and it's worked perfectly this year. It's tough because, like, what you're describing is a, actually a really good reason for why LeJerry Sneed might be held back. But also, I just don't I, – I don't know. It seems disingenuous. It's also kind of a disrespect to, like, for all the, like, we just give the courtesy veteran all pros, yep. which I think Aaron Donald got a little bit this year, for being honest. I don't think he was the second best interior pass rusher this year. I think it was probably third or fourth. Like, it's fine. Laporta's second team all pro. Travis Kelsey had better numbers, more catches, more yards, same amount of touchdowns. So why why is Laporta the second best tight end? Like, because he's new, and that seems unfair to him a little bit for the second team. I understand why George Kittle won first team all pro. And everybody votes this thing a little bit different. We all understand. Um, like, for instance, a guy who we've had on the show, Aaron Schatz, he put out an entire article explaining his decision-making between every person he voted for all pro because again it is a very few people who actually get that opportunity to vote for it but you know sometimes you still get the name recognition sometimes you don't you know how it works so there you go that's the all pro award if you're wondering uh in the all pro teams i should say who's been announced there three chiefs make first team all pro three chiefs period uh make the all pro team and uh, joe tooney chris jones and trent mcduffie Red Fridays here on 610 Sports Radio are brought to you by ComCare. Call or text 988 for 24-7 mental health support. It is a playoff edition Red Friday. We know tonight we're going to be having fun out at Cinderblock Brewery. We've got our big third annual playoff Pilsner beer release starting at 6. Hope to see all of you out there as we will be on the eve of the Chiefs and Dolphins game. And looking more at not only the Chiefs and Dolphins, but the potential path forward a little bit and how much does success or lack thereof against this year's playoff teams matter. I think we've mentioned numerous times the Chiefs one in four against playoff teams this year. The Dolphins one in five. More conversation is needed 
on that because one and four, one and five, you're like, oh, they've been just as bad. Well, the Chiefs minus nine scoring differential against playoff teams. The Dolphins minus 91. Then on the flip side, you look at a team like Buffalo and Baltimore. Not only are they just better against playoff teams, five and one is the record for the Bills, six and three for the Ravens. The Ravens were plus 114 against playoff teams. The Bills were plus 62. So there is a serious gap between the three and six seed and what you're seeing at the two, one and two seed. Yeah. And I, I think that that's what scares me a little bit about it is I could go through game by game and really try to break down like what holds more value than not. I feel good about the first game because of this. They're both bad against playoff teams, but record wise, but one team's getting their teeth kicked in by playoff teams. And one is losing by an average of two points. And by the way, I know Kansas City's games. I don't have to go through their schedule. I'm like, all right, four playoff teams. What happened in some of those losses? One of those losses was against the number three seed Detroit Lions, in which a ball dropped by Tony late in the game cost him the game. Okay, there's one. One was Kadarius Tony lined up offsides against Buffalo. Okay, there's two, right? I can start going through Kansas City's and figuring out which thing gold is missing out of that. So I feel good about the first one, but I'll be honest, this strengthened my fear a little bit of Baltimore because when I really started to go through their schedule, they hammered some playoff teams and some pretty good playoff teams. Seemingly the only playoff teams in which they regularly played close games were in their own division. I guess good news is they might take on the Browns in round two of the postseason, depending on how the seeding were to fall. That's at least a possibility. We We can dream a little bit with that one. Like I, well, and I mean, I don't think it's completely out of the question they would take on the Browns. It just takes them beating the Texans and the Bills winning a game that we think is. What? No, it takes in order for the Chiefs to play the Browns. No, 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 no. The the Ravens to play the Browns. I'm saying the Ravens to play the Browns yeah. would, uh, to me, be an okay scenario yeah. based on the fact I that you were saying for the Chiefs no, to play no, no, the no, Browns. No, no, I'm no. like, um, that's going to take a lot of work. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm I'm asking for the Browns to play because that seemingly yeah. is the only team they play close. But they hammered Miami. They beat down a lot of different really good football teams. So I fear them more after doing this exercise. Yeah, I, mean, I fear I, Miami less or the same, or at the very least, all things are not created equal for two teams who do not have a good record against playoff opponents. Yeah, I think that's what's, what stands out to me. is just the, the, the Chiefs and Dolphins have a very similar playoff record, but way different story on how they perform. To your point about the Ravens, look, the beautiful thing is we get to see how the Ravens look if, in fact, it even matters, right? The Chiefs have yeah. to handle their business. But – the big question still with Baltimore, right? They perform, they perform great in the regular season. Lamar's going to be the MVP. What happens when the pressure's on in the postseason? Look, and the Ravens might just be just as dominant, and they might ride all the way to Las Vegas and play the Niners or whoever in the Super Bowl and maybe win it. But I think there is still the question looming about Baltimore in the postseason. Can Lamar win multiple playoff games? It's a fair question right now. It's yeah. still fair. He can put that all to rest very quickly. But I think there is some of that. Like, if he goes out and were to play Houston or, or the Cleveland Browns and they were to struggle, there are going to be plenty of people questioning what happens in the postseason again for Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you go back through and look, I mean, it, it's just still one of those postseasons because we haven't had enough years post what we talked about, the Brady, all that stuff era, for anybody to actually get some proper – 
for anybody to get some proper win totals up there, right? Based on quarterback experience. That's part of where we're coming from I, here. Now, like will, the second highest playoff win total is Joe Flacco. Not surprising. Well, he's got a title. Well, potentially some big news for the Ravens anyway. Just just happened in the last uh, 60 seconds. Their Twitter oh. account put out that Mark Andrews has been designated for a turn and return to practice. Uh, we know they're off this weekend anyway. Okay. Maybe he's not available for a divisional round game, but could they have Mark Andrews back for either the divisional round or the, the AFC title game or the Super Bowl? Like, it sure looks like he's got an opportunity if they win a game or two to be back. We know Isaiah likely has done a great job filling in, but if the Ravens suddenly got Mark Andrews back for divisional round weekend or the AFC title game weekend, if they got there, that's huge, man. They have a biggest chance, and Lamar has the biggest chance to swing the public favor because people aren't wrong in the sense that when they talk about Lamar, they say this thing like, hey, people don't, you know, they don't give him respect. They don't view him like the other top five quarterbacks. He's getting ready to be a two-time unanimous regular season MVP. I get it. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong in any of that. But largely what we eventually put the stamp on quarterbacks is related to playoff success in which Lamar has had none. If he had had some, I don't even people would have the argument about whether or not Lamar is a top five quarterback. He has certainly played like that this year. He's played like that probably over the last five years more consistently than a lot of other guys on the list. But he's done nothing in the postseason, man. They get a kick it this week. But like you said, if he's designated to return and returning to practice now, it's not out of the question he would be available for their second round playoff game. I will say this. They have covered that loss better than I thought they would. Didn't you? You and I both thought that their offense had a chance to be a problem. And instead they held on pretty strong. Isaiah likely has been phenomenal for them. I mean, he's, he's a, you know, very athletic tight end. He stepped up in a huge, huge way and they're not replacing Mark Andrews, but he's given them everything could have asked for. He was actually down the stretch. One of the top, I think five or six tight ends in football, the last three weeks or so of the season. So that helped. But if man, if they got Mark Andrews back, then then they're probably still gonna find ways to incorporate Isaiah likely, maybe in, you know, line him up in the slot or whatever. There's a chance all of a sudden they actually have an additional weapon later on in the postseason if they were to get Mark Andrews uh, available for either, you know, divisional round or the AFC title game weekend. Thought that was uh, significant news coming out of Baltimore. Yesterday, uh C dot was talking to Mike Florio, everybody's favorite. Over at Pro Football. Time. We had him on the show when During we Super had Bowl been week. on the show for like four days. Yeah, it was our. And was everyone our... was really mad at us for not. I don't know. We asked him about it because Mike Florio straight up said they should try to hurt Patrick Mahomes illegally. He was like, when he steps a foot out of bounds, you know, hit him a little harder. Make him. Yeah, pay. so it was the Chiefs 49ers. Super <laughs> he absolutely Bowl. said Ch- that. Chiefs 49ers game week. And we had Florio on. And yeah, Chiefs fans were not happy because it was basically like, yeah, test the refs a little bit, you know, give him a little extra, you know, give him a little extra shove or whatever, you know. It was some of that, and obviously nobody here liked that. Uh, but yeah, people, so anyway, he's he's not well liked in Kansas City. Drew was texting us. He said he's well, not well liked in Cincy. I don't know if anybody likes Mike Florio, but he he obviously is. He's a more name. liked than Jason Whitlock based on wow, the last uh, calendar cycle. That's a whole different. Based, I got to be honest. Based on the last um, week, he still got he still got uh, Whitlock beat. That would require a whole different conversation. <laughs> Do you want to get into Whitlock's I week? Don't. I don't. I don't. I'll be honest. Yeah. I watched part of Stephen A's thing. Of course I, I did. Because, I mean. Of course I did. You know. By the way. I Steve, can't help myself. Not that I need to tell you. Stephen A. Smith is seriously, like, the best entertainer out there. He's very. In he's the sports great. world. His podcast, he's when he gives dating incredible. advice, are so. His yeah. podcast, in which he talks about things that are not sports, is really good. You've honestly been missing out. Yeah. If you haven't been watching his clips, giving people he like dating advice or this, it's very good. He owns his own uh, podcast, right? It's separate from ESPN. And so he, he can kind of get away with a lot more 
And uh, yeah, he will. This is why I think at some point down the road, and he's been open. He's talked about he wants to like maybe have like a late night TV show or something, or do comedy or whatever. Anyway, so long story short, we were talking back about Mike to Florio. Mike Florio, yes, a different hated person, Let's back and not up. to the same level. Mike Florio was on with CDOT yesterday. Okay, they were talking about Bill Belichick and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the report from Florio. You where could he go? You know, everyone's curious. And, you know, you had Andy Reid uh, retirement rumor from Florio, even though, again, yesterday I thought Andy kind of answered the question by saying, like, hey, I know you're asking me because I'm old, but I'm not that old. To me, that was his way of saying I'm not retiring. But anyway, and you had Mike Florio suggest that a potential candidate, if for some reason Andy retired, he thinks Belichick would be the guy. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that was said yesterday on this. So Florio, station. even though Andy spoke yesterday and said, I'm not that old, he's sticking with his what if Andy surprise retired and got us all, even though there seems to be what appears to be zero evidence to support that that's anywhere near there. And then his prediction that if Andy just decided to surprise retire out of nowhere, even though it doesn't seem like it's going that way at all. That Bill Belichick would be his replacement? It's just, it's a. Uh, By the way, if Brett Veach stayed the GM, you in? What? You in? Oh, if Andy retired at the end of the season. But Brett Veach stays the GM? <sighs> you hate giving Belichick more rings, don't you? Because that's what's going to happen. Bill's going to get himself an extra ring. I would or two. rather have, you know, my philosophy on any coach hiring. If I'm a general manager, I'm always hiring, always hiring. The offensive mind. That's just me. Well, I mean, you know, Bill did pretty good with I understand. one pretty great quarterback. Someone we're said ta- Sean McVay's a choice. Well, I don't get to just choose any quarter, any coach. <laughs> yeah, we're, the, we're just talking about what Florio said, which then is I'd like craziness. Kyle Shanahan or, yeah, McVay. Yeah, or, obviously, if it actually happened, the, the choices are different. But, no, I, I want an offensive-minded coach if that ever happened. Wow. You're yes. turning down yep. the single most winning coach in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy? I, I got to be honest. I feel like I, I'm getting real tired of Florio because part of it is I feel like he, it used to be that he was like sourcing stuff and talking about things. Now I feel like part of the site's effort is to just make things up, just to say things. Yeah. And I understand his job is to get clicks, but it just seems like that's the only effort we're making here. We are not living in any world of reality in which anyone else on the planet is suggesting Andy Reid is retiring, including himself. Yeah. Yesterday. Not worried worried about it this year. And now we're out here being like, what if he surprised retired and Bill Belichick came here? Well, that's a, uh, that makes for a nice headline. I'm sure Bill Belichick goes to Kansas city, pairs up with Patrick Mahomes because Andy retires. But that's not a thing that's happening. Yeah, might that's well, playing Mad Libs with the NFL. Might as well just say Bill Belichick's actually taking the Alabama job and is going to go take and Nick over Saban's for Nick Saban. taking the Patriots job. Yep, I, you know that. What happened? You know, there, there's a, yeah, exactly. Crazy Someone this. says this is his playbook: make ridiculous claims so he can gloat over if they actually come true. This one's not coming true. Ain't <laughs> 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 happening. When's the last like wild accusation he made that actually came to fruition? You guys will take Dion though, won't you? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Dion? No. Dion's already said he doesn't want to coach in the NFL anyway. You're correct. Yes. Um, somebody pointed out something on the text line real quick. You were mentioning the All-Pro. I just wanted to point out, and I hadn't thought about this. For, this is a great week for it. For all the, like, the Chiefs wide receivers stink, and I already said that you shouldn't care about the Tyree trade because they already won a Super Bowl without him. Just a real quick note. The two players that, you know, the two players that essentially because of the movement they got out of the Tyree trade, the ability to move up in the draft to get Trent McDuffie, 
and the ability to draft where you were. George Karloftis, they got 10 and a half sacks and an all-pro corner. Seems like a pretty good trade. Yep. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't seem all that bad. Yeah, Tyree kills him. And they're paid nothing. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about this anytime that that's gets he gets brought up more outside of Kansas City, and it's like acknowledging, of course, Tyree Kill is an incredible wide receiver. Very decent chance to go into the Hall of Fame as well. But you can't say it was, oh my gosh, I bet they regret that trade when then you acknowledge that the year after they traded him, they won the Super Bowl, and what you just said, Cody, the pieces they got in the trade as well. It has worked out for both sides, and I would still say it worked out better for the Chiefs. They have a Super Bowl title. Exactly. If Miami won the Super Bowl this year, I'd say it worked out great for both. Yeah. Maybe the best, yeah. most even trade of all time. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs get an all-pro corner and don't have to pay him for five years and still won a Super Bowl in the very first year with that player playing a major factor. That trade worked for Kansas City. There is no way you can go back on that in Brad Feach. You can complain about the way he replaced Tyreek this year sure. and the wide receivers he brought into the building this year, but the immediate impact of that trade was a Super Bowl and – now they might have a 12-year all-pro corner on the roster. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a massive thing. And thinking of Tyree Kill, we thought we almost made it a whole week without him actually having a, a stirring the pot I type of we comment. Do it. Uh, this was Tyree Kill yesterday talking about Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey and whether or not they stay in touch. I haven't texted Mahomes since they beat our ass. Um, and uh, I text Kelsey. He still ha- hasn't texted me back. He's probably still on his tennis Swift thing. But, um, yeah, man. Those guys are too famous for me now, I guess. (laughs) I think he's joking a little bit too, let's be honest, but it's it's fun. Stirring the pot a little bit. Um I still think the Travis Kelsey stuff also, even though he's joking, that is still the player that I think he's the most jealous of. He admitted Um, it. One of his that needed to be said podcasts. Yeah, Kelsey's still the player he's most jealous of because he never was going to surpass Kelsey in terms of popularity and likability in the market. He he didn't have to worry he wasn't worried about Mahomes because he knew that was never happening. But he he also realized, well, I'm the Kelsey Kelsey is just Everybody likes this dude. They're not going to like me as much. Uh, I do think that was a factor in the whole decision. So he's joking in that clip, but I, I don't think the Kelsey comment also didn't have a little bit of, you know, in his mind, truth behind it. He just couldn't make it. He couldn't make Almost it five did. full days of media availability without firing off the, I guess they got too famous for me. Uh-huh. It you, still reeks of jealousy, reeks of, of jealousy of over course. Travis and Patrick and their friendship. And then he was talking about one time that like he wouldn't get invited to go have dinners with them. Like they would have dinner sometime. And you're like, oh my God, dude, just let it go. You're with Miami uh-huh. trying to win there. I wonder how hurt he'll be if he doesn't score a touchdown again, because you know, he had the celebration before. If they he doesn't score again. I mean, goodness. If he, they, he beat him, be hurt. they beat him twice and knock him out of the playoffs, oh. and LeJarius Sneed kind of shuts him down knocks again. Him down. Oh, Whew. yeah. And this time it's at Arrowhead. That's <laughs> what so we're all hoping for tomorrow night. We'll do see you, if it happens. Do you think that people are going to give him flowers, as Travis Kelsey said a little bit yesterday when he comes on? The, I, I don't think he's getting, no, I think he's getting I don't, I think he's getting anything until he comes back to go into the Ring of Honor. I don't think he's getting anything. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Think Why should fans you? He's the opponent. Cheering for him. Yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a playoff game. Even when he's um, warming up, yeah, he's it's, getting it's, booed. If he's getting yeah. anything, it's not flowers. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, like I understand why Travis says that because he's just like, hey, he's an all-time Chiefs great. He did a lot of great things, and then he was saying, hey, he did a lot of great things in the community. We should support him. But also, it's a playoff game, and he has done nothing but say negative things about everybody since he left. He was just out here saying things like. Two is a more accurate passer, and they should have thrown me the ball more. It was just a lot of, you know, I don't feel any, like, negative. I don't feel any way to do that. Text line said, sorry, I couldn't hear it. What did he say? He very clearly says. Yeah, I'll play it again. I haven't texted Mahomes since they beat our ass. Um, 
And uh, I text Kelsey. He still ha hasn't texted me back. He's probably still on his Taylor Swift thing. But, um, yeah, man, those guys are too famous for me now. Those guys are too famous. Mm. Travis Kelsey's too busy with his Taylor Swift thing. That's basically is that's he then he admitting? Well, I mean, there are some time? rumors about some uh, engagement, some engagement possibilities from Page Six from the two of them. Maybe they were thinking about summer. Yeah, the report is that this summer they could get engaged, which no. would make sense. It'd be about a year or so. They're celebrities. They both would be the off season for him. Her concert, I think, or tour would be still going, but not maybe as hectic in the summertime. I don't know. I have a problem with the Good headline. For them. Did they plan oh. to get engaged? Don't, don't, don't you always plan to get engaged? When well, you, I don't think so. I think Gold could be dating someone yeah. six months and not planning on well, getting like, engaged. No, 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 like, if well, all goes well, yeah, you hope you get engaged maybe. Yes. But but no, but no, there's a difference in planning. Like, you, there's a point in a relationship. Again, I Cody can speak to this more than I can. But like, you have those conversations and you know yeah. that within the uh, next yeah. six months or a year you're going to get engaged but i don't think you i don't think you're always plan like always planning that in, I think in for a while you're just like, dating you're like nobody always plans it in four months we're getting they're saying that maybe they plan to get engaged in four maybe months maybe it's the way that i read it because the way that i read it is he was he wasn't originally dating her to potentially get married it was i'm just dating her to date taylor swift and just and just do well, it that was the outside noise stuff that's never you know what i mean like that yeah, yeah, that's exactly. all the yeah. outside noise for initial everybody initially was trying to claim it was fake Right. And then, then now they're annoyed that it's not fake, so now they just try to take cheap shots Good whenever them, they though. can. There was an offshore book that had props for this game, thinking of Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. What's who will be shown first? Taylor Swift, uh, on on or or Travis or uh, Tyreek Hill. I don't know if we've even confirmed if Taylor Swift 100 is at the game anyway. I but, haven't heard that yet either. Um, but it's minus 300 that they show Tyreek Hill first. I thought there was some uh, that they show mm. Taylor Swift first. I'm sorry. I think they're going to show Tyreek Hill first. This is going to be like a royal wedding, by the way, if they get married. This is the closest thing we'll have to, like, you know, royal the royals being married. Like, wow. You know, st I want stage coaches. I want pomp and circumstance. What are they going to have if the two of them get married? I think it's going to be very private. Oh, I don't think you're going to have, have much a union of a clue. station. Have a union no, station. Be a wow, that would be cool. I'm sure it'll be a very private ceremony, whatever that day, if it comes. Very private, as yeah. in like, like when Bill Gates, Bill Gates, like rented every helicopter so no one could fly over his island or whatever. That kind I of. Don't thing. know about that, but I'm sure it'll be very, very private and. They rent on security. an island. They, they have enough money to buy. I'm gonna honestly. try to work as a caterer. I'm gonna try to get on the catering. <laughs> They're gonna find out. Background check on Cody. <laughs> Background check on Cody. They're gonna say this dude made songs about Taylor Swift. Stalker out. I'm, I'm gonna like, try. I'm gonna try to get to the wedding by working it. Like be a janitor. Just get in the building. That's my goal. He'll make you a dish. As a matter of fact, oh, you can even man. cook for him. <laughs> yeah, whatever he needs. All right, coming up next, we'll get to what's trending, then back into thinking of Travis Kelsey, but on the field stuff here. And I think we both are on the same page about one thing for him tomorrow night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.